Hey Wild Souls, it's me, Linz, offering this introduction to this episode as a trigger warning as well as an apology and a testament to transparency. Um, this interview with Holly Simple contains the use of the word gypsy, which is a racial slur and a misnomer for the Romani people. And um, at the time that this interview was conducted, it is certainly not an excuse um, but at the time this interview was conducted, I was um, uneducated in my white supremacy and in my understanding of this word as a slur, and I did not call my guest in or correct her when she mentioned this word, and for that, I sincerely and wholeheartedly apologize. Um, now there is a tremendous recognition of the pain and the harm that this word causes so many who have been persecuted for so long. Um, and from the bottom of my heart, I apologize and utterly acknowledge my ignorance and my error in that and my, um, commitment to continuing to educate myself so that instances like this that harm and create ripple effects in the trauma that are experienced by so many can no longer occur or occur with less frequency on my platforms. So I apologize from the bottom of my heart. Um, I was uh, informed that this word was present in the conversation with Holly Simple by um, a healer, an educator, and a person of Romani descent named Jasmina Von Thiel. And I want to direct anybody listening to this episode to Jasmina's work, her um, information and link, which contains tremendously profound, beautiful, educational videos, writings, um, both about the richness and the history of the magic that comes from her heritage, but also about the harm and the understanding that, uh, especially, you know, for everybody, but especially white folks, um, those healing and serving as helping professionals who are white, this word is, is, definitely bandied about. Um, and it's very important to understand the harm and the lineage that this causes. So, um, Jasmina's, um, a responsible for calling me in, in awareness to this being present in the interview. It's happened so long ago that I was not aware that the word was present in there. Um, and secondly, I encourage you to join me in donating to Jasmina for her work and labor and education. Um, and if you are somebody that did not know that this word is a slur, I encourage you to um, pay Jasmina for her time, read her material, watch her videos. All of those links will be up in the liner notes to Holly Simple's episode. And at Jasmina's request, um, I am currently uh, committed to not taking this episode down or altering it in any way. Um, as a white person, uh, I do believe that it is important unless, um, there is a really strong, um, case to be made in the future for shifting. I'm always open to evolve. Uh, but as a white person, I'm committed to being transparent about my racism, about my education, about my white supremacy, and about allowing my podcast to not, um, to, of course, to do as little harm um, or no harm as possible, but understanding that as a white person, that's pretty damn near impossible. And 
allowing this um, offering, this podcast, to be a continual, evolving, breathing, growing thing along with me. And part of that, uh, I believe and totally agree with Jasmina that part of that means leaving things up when they've made, they've been mistakes. So I apologize if you want to continue on, know that that word will be mentioned by my guest. Um, I apologize again for the bottom of my heart for this word being spoken on my podcast for my lack of education at this time um, that, again, I did not call my guest in about it. And um, thank you for listening. Please support Jasmina. And uh, may we endeavor and continue to do uh, less harm. Thanks for listening. Welcome, Wild Souls, to a brand new episode of Tarot for the Wild Soul, deep conversations and tarot medicine for your soul's highest evolution. I'm your host, Lindsay Mack. Thank you so much for being here. Happy new moon in Virgo. I know that it's, no, it's, well, <laughs> it's sort of today, sort of tomorrow, sort of the next day, um, floating around a little bit. Uh, I don't have my times exactly right, but we are very much approaching that new moon in Virgo energy and um, whomever may be listening to this this week, the the invitation to have a happy new moon will still be fresh for you. Um, mm, this week, man, we've got some potent astrological stuff going on, some incredibly powerful energetic stuff going on. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that. But before I do, I want to drop the bomb on who my guest is this week. I cannot believe that this woman agreed to come on to this podcast. It blew my mind. I've been an admirer of hers for a pretty much since she blew onto the scene with her tarot deck. Um, I have the incredible Holly Simple on my podcast today on this episode. Um, this was my interviews with people just keep being richer and richer and richer. It's kind of unbelievable. I was already a fan of Holly's. I'm about to share with you who she is in a moment. The interview that I did with her very genuinely blew me away. She came in so deeply raw, honest, available, um, she's so clearly a humble vessel for divine. She's so clearly, um, the way that she speaks about service and spirituality and her art and the manner with which she talks about her enormous experiences with grief and loss and, and how she is so available to seek out the medicine in them was really, I just felt very profoundly lucky to be on the receiving end of that conversation. And I kind of feel like I'm really offering everyone listening to this, like a deep jewel. Um, it's all Holly. She's just amazing. And you will totally hear me fangirl on her <laughs> because I'm a really big fan. Um, 
Holly is a cartoonist, an illustrator, an artist, and the creator of the Holly Simple Tarot deck and her brand spanking new Oracle deck called Fuzzy Prism, which is about which is out now and available to purchase. It's absolutely gorgeous. Um, I was drawn to her tarot deck when it first came out. Her art is incredibly raw, incredibly visceral. The color usage, her visual interpretations of the cards left me. I remember when I was first um, like looking at, at her deck, left me laughing and gasping and having genuine experiences, big feels, just a card after card after card, just really feeling like she saw something in a whole new way. Um, I, I love her deck so much. And I love her guidebook. It's so clean and very simple um, and speaks to her obvious intelligence and her obvious interpretive gifts. You know, like you can tell like she really allowed her um, authentic wisdom to come through. So I, it just, we had an incredible conversation and I'm really excited to share it with you. So that'll be on there. We talk about grief. We talk about Wheel of Fortune and what it means to her, which is profound. We talked about what it was for her to birth these two decks and what it was to channel this art. Um, She was kind of drawn to the path of tarot upon receiving a reading that transformed her life and um, ignited this path for her. She talks a little bit about that and about um, how it is to essentially be, have been, the mother, the, the, the birth bringer to this deck that provides so much medicine for her as well as others. Um, like it was so, it sounds very obvious, but so powerful to hear from someone who's created their own deck, you know, that it's a tool for medicine that she uses all the time that has helped her through some really profound experiences. She's a true, true soul reader. And it was, um, I'm just so excited to share this with y'all. I'm always so excited. Um, The guests, I've started out with some pretty good ones. They just keep um, not getting better and better. It's impossible for them to be better, but I keep being very happy. I'm very, uh, very happy with what I share with you guys on this podcast. So um, in terms of guests, uh, so I'm just so pumped to share that with you today. So there's that, and before, and by the way, if you if you don't like, um, I do these little forecasts, that was me clacking my glasses, <clears throat> these little forecasts, um, not even forecasts, just like little readings on anything that might be going on uh, with this week ahead, um, uh, and I've got quite a bit to say, and if you're not into it, you can totally fast forward through this, you know will be a little bit of time. Um, and if you're not into it, you can just fast forward and go right to Holly because she's pretty damn good. So uh, totally fine. I won't mind. <laughs> so um, this week, well, there's so much. So we have some occultations, which I'll talk about. A new moon in Virgo and the fall equinox, the autumnal equinox um, maven. For those of you who honor a pagan path, for those of you who don't, 
Equinox is great. Um, I totally apologize because I realized that I believe when I was talking about Lamas, I mentioned that it was a Wiccan holiday and that was not cool of me. Someone very helpfully, very kindly called out, not all pagans, not all witches, not all people who honor Lamas are Wiccan. And of course they're not. It was episode one. I was nervous. There's no excuse. I totally apologize if that was in if that was offensive to anybody. Um, this pagan holiday, please know I'll state that going forward. Um, but yeah, really, really juicy energy. So I'm gonna kind of share it all and then offer what my guides are mentioning <clears throat> for anyone who might feel that it's resonant for them and in alignment for them. So in the next day or two, we're going to be moving through a new moon in Virgo. And as we know, Virgo is ruled by the hermit card. New moons are a potent, the potent time to set intentions, plant seeds of intention, to wish, to call in, to to draw in and set intentions for what we desire to manifest, what we're desiring to um, walk forward into, on, with, etc. Um, because I like to, I like to mention that, you know, it's not always about with new moons, full moons coming to our altar. It's not always about what, what we can get, what we can wish for, ask for, um, Sometimes it's just about sitting with divine and with ourselves and feeling into the um, beauty and the power of this cosmic lunar, um, like just inner rebirth. Um, I'm starting to do that a little bit more and I wonder if anyone if that resonates with anyone, I am having a hard time lately over the last year, like sitting at my altar and asking for things, um, setting intentions, you know, and there's no judgment on anyone who does, but if you've been feeling that too, um, basically we're getting to a time in our collective experience where we're really being invited to, you know, I mentioned this before, stand in between really, really potent, aligned action, clarity. So in that way, it's absolutely in alignment to sit at your altar and call in what your soul is desiring, what divine is desiring for you at this time. But it's also really powerful to just sit and receive. And that can really only happen when we're in a state of some surrender. And this new moon in Virgo is the perfect time to feel into that sacred balance of receptive curiosity, listening, not necessarily going with a really strong idea of what we're ready to plant seeds for, to just show up at the altar. And on the other hand, if we do allow ourselves that time to sit and surrender, when we come to our altar, if there are sacred seeds that we desire to plant, if there is something in our hearts, it's going to travel 
that much faster, take root that much quicker, and go into the soil of our being that much deeper. Um, Suffice it to say, again, this new moon is particularly powerful for not only the energetic flow of the new moon, new moon loves to be in Virgo, um, because not only are we working with kind of a cosmic lunar feminine, as in yin, receptive left side restart, but we're also working with the energy of Virgo and of the hermit. Virgo and the hermit do not walk forward until they understand what they're doing. It's a practical energy and an analytical energy. And in many ways, I feel that Virgos are some of the most powerful intuitives on the planet, people who have Virgo accented charts because they don't move and they allow themselves to have that freedom of space and time so that when they do speak, do call something out, do mention something, it's usually really, really um, able to be presented in a way that's both of channel and of mind. So Virgos are very good at balancing the brain chemistry, the thoughts, and to go through that into the soul. Hopefully I'm making sense, but that's kind of what this new moon is about. It's really about coming into a space where we're standing in our wisdom, in our inner elder, in the one who knows, the one who's imbued by wisdom, and also the one who desires to continue to expand so the seeds we plant at this new moon understand that they have the potential to take us practically further than most moons because it's happening in an energy that's so rooted in our highest and best in what's um of earthly alignment for us we and it's being cast in an energy that is so devoted to hard work and repetition in order to make it happen. So whatever we're really planting here is going to have a very long life. And to come into that sacred balance of, you know, inner looking and outer action, the hermit is the most perfect energy. Virgo is a very perfect energy to call on for that time. Um, And when we're thinking about the hermit, remember the hermit or the crone, whomever you want to think about, doesn't move until they're ready. Does it one step at a time, one moment at a time. There's really a powerful um, commitment to one's path in how one's walking and how much time it's going to take. Virgos don't necessarily want to fly to the next thing they're really willing to go step by step they're willing to let it take time so whatever dream you're bringing to your altar even if it's just to get closer to divine and to yourself and to your soul whatever you're bringing to your altar um let it be something that you are willing and ready to put time into to nourish and to nurture. And, you know, by the way, to go back, it's not to say that, you know, I sit at my altar, I don't ask for anything at the new moon. 
I've just been working with the idea of trying to ask what the universe desires to plant in me rather than me superimposing my desires onto what might be wanting to come through in a way that's really beautiful. So it's not to say I don't ever (laughs) uh, work with intentions at New Moon. Of course I do. But I like to offer a space of deep listening. And if you've never tried that before, if you've always just sort of gone to your altar at the new moon and sort of gone with like a list, that's so beautiful and really empowering. I would just say for this particular one, try to just receive, try to just listen and um, see how that feels to be really present with just what is. And it's um, the perfect timing for that because there are a couple different things going on so first of all we have three occultations this week occultations are essentially when and I'm feel like I can probably put this in a much 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 cleaner way and the astrologers listening to this will probably want to shoot me but it's essentially when one astrological body is hidden by another astrological body that passes between it and earth. So the moon is going to move through three occultations. It's essentially having three different, um, it's hidden by three different astrological bodies, um, Venus, Mercury, Mars. And so essentially what that means is that we're getting shadow space, really powerful movement, activity around the shadow with regard to our action, Mars, our communication and our thinking and our brain chemistry, Mercury, and our relationship to love, beauty, finances, and receiving in Venus. And of course, all of that relates very deeply to the moon, our satellite, our lunar receptor, like literally the pull of the oceans within us. So as far as I understand about occultations, the the biggest thing that I'm being asked to share about it today is the fact that there's a lot both uncovered and a lot that's you know, a lot that's being uncovered and revealed in this energy and also a lot of space where we're not going to know a lot of void space this week. So that's nothing to be frightened of. It's absolutely perfect. Hermit really digs that because Hermit likes to look inward. Hermit likes to go really slow. Virgo likes to go really slow. I mean, Virgo loves to work and move forward, but Virgo does not mind study. Virgo does not mind waiting and observing and all of those things energetically speaking, are very, very deeply woven this week to help us to connect both to ourselves, to our inner wise one, and to step forward with this new moon energy in this new cycle with a kind of a temperance energy, with a kind of a wise pause with a kind of a wise awareness of waiting and seeing, observing until we know and then moving accordingly. And all of this also links up to the fact that 
Venus is finally kind of linking up with that solar eclipse energy, finally. And we've been, it's, we've been waiting for that, for Venus to move into the degree that the solar eclipse energy was in, which is essentially to say that the solar eclipse that we experienced in August is now fully in front of us, taking effect all of the things that we were invited to really look at with our relationship to love and re- and relationships and finances and receiving in general. That's why it all goes back to this new moon so we can practice. Venus, you know, again, is the planet of love and beauty and material possessions and all of the goodness that we um, associate her with. The Empress is ruled by Venus. The Empress is the great mother. She is yin. She is deep receiving. How is that all connected? The cord that runs through these occultations, through the new moon, through the energy of Virgo, through the Venus kind of solar eclipse connection here is all receiving. Receiving is without question the hardest thing we do on the planet. I believe my, you know, without question, my personal opinion, how we are in relationship to our ability and willingness to receive is what this week is all about. Flowing with what is in our highest and best rather than imposing or superimposing our egoic will on things. You know, it's like we got these egos for a reason. Ego is completely fine. But it's a very, very powerful lunar subconscious time where I'm going to say, I'm not usually one to kind of say stuff like this unless I really feel it, see it, feel it, um, <laughs> feel it, see it, hear it, experience it. Um, this is it's a big week for potential uh, big time shifts. If there's something that needs to be cleared up, either from kind of solar eclipse time or prior to, this is the time when it's going to get cleared up. I've already had the craziest fucking day today without going into details. Um, A lot (laughs) came up last minute. Uh, Everything's fine. Everyone's fine. It's, uh, those moments in life where you go, well, okay, I guess we're doing something different here, All right? Cool. And not even related to my, you know, quote unquote, spiritual practice, just my life, my life, my, my attention. Um, Divine really snapped their fingers in my direction today. And they really got my attention, really made me see invited me into some quiet. Um, If you can take quiet this week, this is the week to take it. The channel is going to be real open. The connection is going to be real juicy and sweet. It's for you. It is a more private space. Whatever you feel, hear, receive from your higher self, from your guides is going to be 
I think, very deeply impactful on the individual journey. And of course, the individual is nothing without the collective. So whatever we do individually is for the expansion and the perpetuation of the growth of our collective consciousness. So whatever you do in this space, you'll get to bring it up and out and share it. So go within, use this time. Don't worry too much. Just really go into the cave. And um, also, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that, of course, we have a fall equinox this week. We have Mabin. Mabin is the celebration of the balance between dark and light. It's a harvest festival. It lasts three days starting on the 25th. I thought it was the 21st this month. This is saying it's the 22nd. I'm going to, um, I believe that it starts on my calendar. I'm quibbling with the calendar that I'm looking at. It's usually from, uh, around September 21st to around September 24th. This is saying it's September 22nd this year, um, which I guess would make sense because usually Maven is a Friday. Uh, again, bringing you the most up-to-date researched information. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. Um, regardless of the date, it comes this week. You'll know when it is. Um, balance between dark and light. The sacred center point where we truly, truly say goodbye to the light. We bow to her and we move forward into a space where Nights are colder, they're longer, the dark is longer. We're moving into a time where we're being invited to kind of go within a bit more. That's all about fall. Concentrating on where there is an invitation to move into a death space, where there's an invitation to move into an internal space. All of that is being dropped in right now through this time and it's not an accident that all of this is coming up around the time of the eclipse. And as we move into this time where we're considering the balance between dark and light, we want to consider the balance in us. You know, like we were talking about that balance between desire and receptivity, willingness and wanting. Um, it's really, really beautiful. So it doesn't, I love to honor Mabin. This is my favorite equinox to honor. Um, and I love to honor it by, um, I'm like kind of a bare bones witch, you know, deep feeling, deep practicing. I don't, I just, that's not my way. Everyone's different. You know what I mean? You can do anything from prepare a beautiful meal with things that are seasonal that you feel drawn to that it are within your budget. You can um, decorate your space. You can do a clearing of your space. Uh, this energy loves, uh, like clearing is great. Um, really creating just anything that makes you feel bountiful, full, harvest. Um, but my personal favorite way to honor Mabin, which has been my way for years, is that I absolutely take time outside to be, to connect, to listen to the land around me. And I like to just straight up sit at my altar and reflect, where have I been for the last year? Where have I been since um, the fall equinox last year? 
Where have I been since the winter equinox, since Yule? Where have I been since the light started to come back earlier in the year? And now where am I as the light starts to turn? So it's just this beautiful chance to, again, you can celebrate Mabin with a million people if that's what you want with your family, but it's a really rich time for self. It's a really rich time for self. Um, It's also about when we're going to turn into Libra. So we'll be moving, again, energies um, from hermit to justice. And there's a significance to that. And I'm going to talk more about that next week because believe it or fucking not, next week, even though it's like the 26th, will be the monthly medicine episode for October already, which feels like it flew by. But I'm going to be talking a lot about the turn from justice to death, which is next month, October. But the turn from hermit to justice happens this week and it's completely reflected if you are really uh, familiar with tarot energy, that movement from deep inward looking, deep pausing, deep presence in the hermit to essentially karma, to alignment with all things, to being available to trust exactly where we are in justice, moving into that space, those kinds of that relationship is absolutely reflected in the astrological energy this week. It's helping us to get from deep inward looking to incredibly empowered alignment with all things, to a place of justice, to a place of balance within ourselves and with the world around us. So I wanted to mention that it's a little lengthy um, for a pre interview episode, but I wanted to talk about it because it's big and powerful. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and again, I deeply feel it beyond talking about it. Like there's obviously a new moon and, and, and an equinox and it's always, part of my offering to chat a little bit about the upcoming energies ahead, but I feel this one. It's really powerful. And in case you felt it, but didn't know exactly what you were feeling, this may be it. So I encourage you to follow your heart on this, follow your gut, tune in with yourself and offer yourself the gift of some sacred space and time because again, there's a lot this week that's going to come through to us, a lot to see, a lot to become aware of, a lot to process and move through, depending on your flow, where the eclipse hit you in your chart, where your Venus is, all of that stuff. So give yourself that gift. Take some space this week and deeply drop in. Let it be sweet and let yourself be available to what wants to come through. So I hope this served you and without further ado, because again, you know, why keep you waiting for it? Uh, I am so excited to introduce and to kind of welcome forward my awesome, fabulous, lovely, 
Wild Soul interview with Holly Simple Tarot. And um, I will talk to you all next week. Okay, bye. Welcome to Tarot for the Wild Soul, Deep Conversations and Tarot Medicine for Your Soul's Highest Evolution. Y'all, I have a guest in my home right now, and I'm literally losing my mind. I'm so excited. She very graciously came same day for this interview. Um, I have been wanting to get her on the podcast. You have truly been on my top like five people. Yeah, for real. I'm a big fan. Wow. So yeah, I have with me... The incredible, the illustrious, the amazing Holly Simple, who is the creator of the Holly Simple Tarot deck. Holly is an artist, a cartoonist, a gift guru, um, a creator of incredible sketchbooks, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And just an all-around badass who created an incredible, completely unique tarot deck called the Holly Simple. It's just called Holly Simple Tarot. Tarot. Mm -hmm. But it's her beautiful deck and... um, I'm definitely going to talk to you about this, but she also has a brand fucking new Oracle deck called Fuzzy Prism, right? Yes. Yeah. Obsessed right now with it. I'm crying. (laughs) I'm crying too. It's, it's, I cannot wait. It's out at the time of this podcast today, right? Mm -hmm. It's available. It will be available Mm -hmm. when this podcast goes live. Um, Yeah. Welcome. Thank you. Lindsay, thank you for having me. We're so connected. I'm down, uh, literally so close we're to you. We're neighbors. So we're neighbors. Um, and this worked out beautifully. That's awesome. So stoked. Well, I want everybody to know, um, before we get started, I am in a fangirl about you because um, this is such an incredibly rich time for women mm. artists, like making their fucking tarot decks, mm-hmm. like creating and channeling medicine. Your tarot deck is so incredible, first of all, because of the art it's magnificent like and at the time that it came out I remember talking about you with many people just like no one had ever made a tarot deck that looked anything like what you made that blended so much macabre and humor Mm. with this incredible core of truth and honesty about the rawness of life and the beauty Mm. of life all blended so we'll talk about that cool but I also as a reader and a teacher myself in that flow with you um, your guidebook mm. is so phenomenally well written, like so, um, you know, some guidebooks of some of the great tarot decks created in the last 20 years are very frightening. Mm. Oh and yours gosh. is so rooted in, again, just really deep medicine in a way that I imagine we're just getting to know one another tonight but only you could bring through like it's obviously so completely channeled through your vision Mm. um and I also want to talk to you about that because I feel like just even that like you birthed this thing out into the world that only you could do so like this is my disclaimer like everyone got and by her deck it's unbelievable um so now that I've gushed (laughs) it's true It's, it's amazing um I would like to start by asking you, I know because I'm a fan of yours and I've read you doing other interviews, um, 
that you mentioned that your journey with tarot started with a reading mm-hmm. that changed your life. Oh and my I, gosh. And I'd love to know, like, when that happened, how old you were, what, what was it? Happy to share. Thank you. This reading, it happened now about maybe three years ago. Wow. I, and I had not been interested in, in readings or tarot at all. I've been, I was spiritual and like had a connection, mm-hmm. but was kind of intimidated by the whole thing. And I'm like, what is this? It was like the next level that I like wasn't ready to like touch with a 10 foot pole. Yeah. And something came over me and um, a dear, dear gorgeous woman uh, was doing readings at the store that I was working at actually. She did weekly readings. Um, can I say the store's name? I love Michelle Varian. Cool. Amazing place, New York City. Um, she had a, a someone come in to, to do readings each week, and I finally was like, you know, I love this woman is glowing. I feel like I trust her, so I'm gonna do mm. this. And I had this reading, which was horrifying, like so scary because it was so dead on the money of what mm. my life what was happening in my life, where I wanted to go and where I was coming from, and I was very moved, like mm. very moved. Um, and she was so gentle with me, and it was really quick, a uh, quick and easy reading, but it really moved me and inspired me right then and there. Mm-hmm. So that was that was the start of me being like, I'm obsessed. Yeah. Um, the deck <laughs> she used was the Wild Unknown. Oh. And I was like, wow, the art yeah. for me, a vis- visually, I was like, this is so inspiring, like how absolutely stunning. And so I just started. I just started from there, mm-hmm. basically. It's incredible. Yes. So I want to go deeper. Like where after that reading, when you felt that sense of like being so deeply seen, did you, I mean, I, perhaps this is a silly question, but did you know then you were going to make a tarot deck? Yeah. It's, I like, I I knew I left that reading instantly knowing like that's my next project. Holy shit. And I didn't even know what that meant actually, or, Mm -hmm. but I was like very incredibly inspired and you know, it didn't, it started with a lot of research, a lot of reading, a lot of dappling, like mm-hmm. what, it, what, it, what am I looking for? What do I need to know? Um, and a lot of drawing. I mean, literally from that, I was just sketching like from then on. Mm. I want to, I, do you mind if I weave into that a Please. bit deeper? I have so many questions Please. for you because I'm obsessed with Loving your process. <laughs> what uh, books and what kind of research were you drawn to? Like what were the great things that really helped? Because the reason that I'm so, I'll, I'll dip back into my question, but what you created with your deck is like, again, completely channeled through your vision mm-hmm, and your mm-hmm. worldview. And that at least for me, is astounding for someone who, like the idea that you could take information about this ancient tool and so clearly obviously understand it and channel it into your vision. Like, I'm very curious to hear, A, the material you were drawn Mm -hmm. to during your research and sort of where you flowed in that way, and B, and if I need to repeat these questions, I will, and B, um, what if anything, was your process with receiving that information yes. and transmuting it into what you totally. saw. Yeah. Um, it happened very organically where I, when I started being obsessed, I was gifted a Rider weight deck. Perfect. And I was like, okay. And I was like starting to read about the Rider weight cards mm-hmm. and the meanings of each card. And as I was reading, I was, I printed this, I printed out like, 
I was Googling Rider Waite deck, right? And just mm-hmm. images. And I had a whole page of all the cards. And I have no, it's in my guidebook, actually. All notes, notes, yeah. notes, 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 notes over each image. Wow. And so for each, I was like just putting down words. Yeah. And then it grew from there. Um, so other other books and stuff that I I would, when Jamie was in the store, I would meet with her and we would have like mini meetings about cards. I would look at her guidebook. She had the Wild Unknown guidebook and I would read through that and take notes and draw. Mm-hmm. Um, just Googling Biddy Tarot. Actually, I, f- I stumbled oh, upon and became obsessed. Awesome. Um, but I, I mean, literally. She's, she's an amazing resource. Yeah. And yeah. I didn't want to really look at too much, actually. I really yeah. steered clear from research using other decks and other guidebooks as a resource so Mm. I really tried not to do that that's awesome Um, it shows and I really so every time I picked up a bit of information it would just be a word that I wrote down I had Mm. one sketchbook that in one page per card that Mm. I was sketching on writing notes sketching writing notes sketching and so it just became something it really happened organically um a year of of that a year yeah it took a year to create and was it a joyful process? Was there a moment where you thought, like, what the fuck have I gotten myself into? Like, oh, my God. Was it all of the above? All of the above. <laughs> I, as it was happening, I, like, didn't even realize how much fun I was having or what. Oh. Like, all of a sudden, I would pause and be and look back at what I've done. I had notebooks and notebooks and notebooks of wow. information. And, oh, my God, I'm making something. And, oh, my God, now I have to, like, draw it. It was, it was like, a giant project. Mm. Um, and for me, I love projects. I love having something I'm working on. Mm-hmm. Um, I love – I'm an artist. I mean, I'm a cartoonist. So this is what I do. And so I was utterly inspired. And that was, like, a jump start for, that fueled everything I'm doing now. So I'm just, like, on this – I'm very channeled. My universe is, like, coming into my head and, like, spewing. I'm, I feel very inspired and blessed. So mm. that's kind of where I'm at creatively and how old were you when you made the deck so I'm almost I'm 34 three years ago 30 32 I would say that's right? so powerful 31, yeah about 32 right? I don't even know that's cool yeah that's amazing it's funny I feel like the deck's been around longer than it has but it's really only been this summer it turned one year old oh my gosh but I it, feel like it's been around so much yeah, longer yeah Shockingly, what was the one year anniversary of the Kickstarter that that actually oh, brought it to life? Maybe that's it. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, what books were you drawn to? Do you remember books as far as tarot books? I I don't even know. Yeah. And like I said, I literally didn't even want. I think I ordered some crazy books from Amazon. And you took like two. So basically, <laughs> you're telling me you got a writer. You read what you needed, right? But you essentially just allowed the images to come through you. You wrote yeah, down, exactly. and then you, and then you worked, drew, kind of channeled from there. Exactly, like Dude. you know. And then I was given the Dali deck, oh, yeah. which oh. is sick. And I, sick. And so with that came this giant crazy guidebook. So that I guidebook kept, is no joke. <laughs> I kept getting like these intimidating, this intimidating information, mm-hmm. and so I would. I'm really bad at reading. I hate reading. Sometimes That's why I'm my just... guidebook is very like basic because I don't like a lot of words. I know. Well, it's so powerful. <laughs> it packs such a punch. It's a beautiful guidebook. Oh my gosh. I'm that way too. Like sometimes it's like I need to not be distracted 
Like when I'm in something, I'm like, okay, I got it. Like, shut up. <laughs> you know, like I got it. I got it. I just don't want to hear or sometimes even receive too, too much. Exactly. Yeah, I, I feel really that. relate to that because I, when I'm creating anything, I do not want to be inspired by anybody else. Mm. I really trust that it will come through me from the universe Source, or whatever energy. Yeah. So I don't like to be, and you know, granted there are artists and things that I'm obsessed with and, 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 and you know, inspired by, but I um, really try not to That's channel beautiful. that when I'm creating. Yeah. For sure. What um, was your journey uh, into art? Because you are, I mean, all artists are sacred channelers, but has it just always been this understanding? Like you obviously have such a gift. Um, was it always this understanding that you wanted to be? An artist? I had no idea. I know. I remember telling myself I don't ever want to work for anybody. Yeah, right? you got like, that That's right. my dream. But so I, I always, I was always an artist. I was always creating. I always had funny little businesses creating X, Y, and Z. I mm. always had a side gig. Um, but with the drawing, it really came to life when I started doing comic books and um, mm. zines, which was maybe eight years ago, nine years ago, when I was like really miserable and in a dark, dark place. Like that mm. saved my life. It was such a great, great outlet. Um, so that's how I, I started cr making physical things, you know, like thing, a physical comic book, a physical zine, or um, just to, to share a message and share with others. So that's how it really started, I'd say. That's beautiful. Mm. And how did your journey with spirituality develop? I think through the darkness. Yeah, here you on there that were, one, oh, sister. Oh, girl, the darkness was so legit for many, yeah. many years. Yeah. Um, where there was no light and there was a glimmer. Then I, there all of a sudden was a glimmer, and I'm like totally using my hands to explain the glimmer. I'm showing it mm. right here. Um, and I was able to see it and follow it and trust it and believe it. It just started to grow. Um, I would say over the last almost four years, it's grown in this way where I know I'm taken care of. I know that I'm... I can really trust. Mm -hmm. um, so it, yeah, it's there. That's beautiful. Sorry, we had no a technical worries. thing, but you're perfect. <laughs> cool. Um, that's so beautiful. So in terms of the trust, um, what a shitty time for that to <laughs> come up. In terms of the trust, like, has that continued to flow over into your life? And has make, did making the tarot deck expand that more for you 100 percent. well yeah. stumbling upon tarot like it only enhanced it mm -hmm. and gave me a chance a new channel to speak with the gods or the universe or whatever guiding force you know it just is an addition to what i was already like really loving and feeling um in the world mm. um the the, the, it's such a, a sick tool. I mean, literally, it's yeah. I speak through it. It comes to me naturally. That's why I really, I'm so connected to my deck. Like, when I first got it and, like, picked up a card, I was like, oh, my God, it's this card. Like, I was freaking out. It was like, hello, like, you're amazing. Like, you're great. <laughs> like, I can't. I know you and I know this. Yeah, like, I like we're, like, best friends. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, this is a dumb question. It's a dumbass question, and I honor that because I don't know and I should know. Uh, I think I should know this. Do you give readings? I do. Wow. I do. However, yeah, yeah. I'm so humble. Like I, I'm, and I'm so scared because I am very much a novice. I learn only learned tarot in 
creating the deck. Yeah. So I have my own personal understanding of, and I really believe the message comes through the card and whatever I see, I trust um, and feel. But I do. Um, yeah. Very simple and simplified. Um, That's beautiful. Yeah. I'm, I'm so happy and Aww. glad to share that. Do yeah. you love to give readings? Or you- I do. It's... Aww. But I'm, again, I'm very cautious with, if people ask, I will. Um, I've done like a, a handful of little mini events um, mm-hmm. for fun. Um, so I'll do it. But yeah. I, lately I've been really using it for myself mm-hmm. as a personal tool. Totally. Mm-hmm. Um, and you use your own deck. I do. Oh, I do. Because I'm so connected. You're amazing. So like, connected. I mean, and... That's just so beautiful to me because I've never birthed anything like that. Mm-hmm. Like that's so beautiful to that's me the to right think word. like you birthed this thing mm-hmm. and now it, it works with you. Yes, it's a it's a great relationship. It brings and tears to my eyes. I know like, it is emotional. Beautiful. And I it is like a birth. Like and I yeah. feel like this was like my tiny like baby child. Like it like is it like legit is and so and it's still and growing everyone loves and like, her. Oh my god, thank it. you. Yeah, yes, yeah. that's how I feel as well. What was the hardest part of the deck to create? Was there a hard part or a part that you toiled over or questioned or? You know, the hardest for me was when it had to get professional and I had to then start having relationships with people who were going to produce for me and print for me and mm-hmm. and doing all that legwork. It's mm-hmm. like, it doesn't just happen. Like, sure, the art can be created. Um, I have the visual, I can then go to my computer and do all of that. Um, but then having those professional relationships and having to be a businesswoman yeah. in tandem with being an artist was like next level for me. Mm. Um, new experience. Um, so that was hard, really challenging, but also made me feel like really confident as well. Like, look, at, I can do this and now I can do this and I can be like, fuck yeah, I have, I am like asking all the right questions and getting the answer. It's like, it, you know, it was hard, but worth yeah. it for sure. Because you're a one woman show and so I'm sure connecting it because I mean I know women and and I'm I know there are men and otherwise Mm -hmm. out there that do not you know they get an idea for a deck and they reach out to a designer like you are literally doing it and so I'm sure to release your baby to someone is a lot yes and I love the fact that you felt through the experience so empowered that you know, just really receiving that reflection, like, God damn it, I do know what the fuck I'm talking yeah. about. And to be able to like pause and like when I'm unsure, like I don't have to figure it out then and there. I can take a moment. Like mm. I was able to just like take my time with it and um, do it right, you know, rather than just like rush to get this thing done. And um, yet it came through you in the year? In a year. Yeah, wow. it was done. It was, uh, it was done in a year. It was wow. launched in a one year's time. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Unbelievable. So what are some of your, um, I feel like this is a very corny question, but I'd really like to know. I remember once you mentioned, I want to talk to you about design inspiration Mm -hmm. and like what you love because your choice of color and your, like just your, your art is so your own completely. Um, and I remember you mentioning like, um, you love, drawing bony fingers with really long nails it reminds you of your grandmother (laughs) like are there other aspects because that after reading that in Hoodwitch I remember because I think that's where you Mm -hmm. said it um I remember thinking like I will always think of this deep 
grandmother presence now. Yeah. Like when I'm... My grandmother like is in... Like I am... I exude her. She was such an inspiration to me and like a woman of of, like such grace and dignity and like... And so like heavy hitter, like badass, like I'm Mm. a sick like person, like sick, like in a really great way. Yeah. So she could... I channel her without Mm. even like trying to like... um, So... And she was like a gypsy. So that's that's kind of part of it as well as like this gypsy vibe that... Mm -hmm. um, well, people should know you're wearing the most incredible outfit. <laughs> you are you are serving desperately seeking Susan yes. with SJP in the eighties. Oh my god, I love that! Like beautiful, like Hawaiian print shirt over right mm-hmm. it over is. top, like these incredible <laughs> shorts and like this black tank and these socks oh and gosh. like red lips for so days. Funny. So. Yeah, you're fucking killing it on that front, buddy. Thank you. You're welcome. I really exude. I feel like the the color aspect of mm-hmm. my work is me. It so is. You look like your dad. I walk and talk. I am my art, and I. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I in those dark days, I like only wore black, mm-hmm. and I only in like finding spirituality have I been drawn to color, Aww. and legit like that's I. It's all I can wear, and it, I really speak through color and pattern and all of that so I have to be wearing I have to do that at, for, to be me in the world um, that's beautiful to feel like myself so when I'm col- for coloring my deck and the art like and the visuals like that's what it is it's like yeah. the bony fingers it's you know I like to channel like the, for example the bony finger with the red yeah. nail it's like I picture mis- so much misery and pain but there's like this beautiful red nail that re- represents like oh look like there's like a glimmer of beauty and hope and something there's something about mixing the the dark pain with the funny fun pops of color that is me that's me as a person so and that's how i am growing if that makes sense fuck yeah it makes sense (laughs) fucking preaching here testifying Mm -hmm. here Mm -hmm. it's so powerful what was your did you have a favorite card to make i i did well there i have a favorite card it's the the wheel of fortune Talk to me about it because I love her. I love the Wheel of Fortune. It is because um, I kind of created it. It just came naturally. But then I I did readings for my family. Before the deck even came out, I had like my prototype deck. And I pulled the Wheel of Fortune for my father Mm. um, as his future card. And we had this really beautiful connection. I was able to talk about the card with him. And he was so interested in what I was doing and proud of me Mm. um it was a really beautiful moment and I was like able to show him my process my sketches my notes he was like let me look at so we had a beautiful tender moment around that card um and literally one week later he passed away (gasps) suddenly um and so for me that card symbolizes him like embodies him and so that's why I have it all over my my tote bag I just gave you my t-shirts that was like um it's a treasured image that's yeah, yeah it's um so that's one of my favorites because oh. it's, it's him. It speaks like to me. And you know, the thing that always has made me look, first of all, I'm so sorry to hear about your father. Thank you. How many years ago is that? Two years? Two, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's talk about that. But mm-hmm. do you know, looking at the image of your Wheel of Fortune, because it's your t-shirt, as you just said, mm-hmm. and I'm familiar with it, it's always reminded me of something hurtling through space Mm -hmm. like it's always Mm -hmm. made me think of not like an asteroid coming but 
something flying and exactly. like ripping through the space time continuum. And I have always been so moved by that. And I've loved that you've allowed that image to be so much a part of what your branding is because it's such a powerful, again, testament to your vision because of the way that your wheel moves. Mm. It's different. It goes in so many different directions. When I was creating it, I literally, I saw the circle as eternity. So that there's a circle there. And then inside of that is this triangle, which, you know, in math, I think it means change. So there was like the change and the circle. And then the shootingness was just the energy. Like, and I was like, it was like a whoa creation. I was like, this is like, means so much to me. I like really physically felt that when I created it. Um, were you close with your dad? Very close. Great relationship with my family. He was like my my business guru. So he was like the dude that like had all the answers about how to navigate professional things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so with him now gone, I'm like doing this, like figuring things out for myself super hard. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, I believe it's an opportunity. Like I'm able to um, rise to the challenge. You know, I'm open to that. So... And I have a question now that you've seen the wheel, because I, I'm so, um, just really like hand on the heart moved and I don't know, kind of just sitting with this idea that, um, like wheel of fortune showed up as this passage for him Mm -hmm. in this way that who on earth could have known seen seriously and you know because you read so deeply on a soul level for yourself through your deck Mm -hmm. this beautiful tool that you created literally to be this bridge to the divine for you Mm -hmm. I have totally seen wheel of fortune show up and like people have met husbands like people have connect like it really does bring about beautiful transformation Mm -hmm. if you can like get out of the way Exactly. And I'm curious, now having gone through, I feel like very honored that you shared that. Like now having gone through an experience where you've seen Wheel of Fortune show up for someone as literally leaving Earthside, mm-hmm. how does it make you feel when you see it? I actually feel hopeful. Word. Um, it's because I knew, I didn't know what it meant at the time, obviously. But I now know it's just the end of a cycle and mm-hmm. on to the next, whatever that means. Um, it does bring me trust um, mm. in whatever process is happening. It does, For me, it means a cyclical situation. Um, yeah. It doesn't scare me at all, you know. And I actually, th- that card like falls out of my deck like randomly when I'll like, sh- whatever. The, de- the card will fall f- face up and be like, hey. And like, like your dad. oh, hey, dad. Like, yeah. it's so fucking cute. So um, it's wonderful. Yeah. It's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. I also love speaking of the, um, yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. I, wait, wait, I have to go back to that. Sorry. I was going to move into something adjacent to that, but how did your dad, did your dad passing away? Do you mind if I ask you Please. this? Did your dad passing away in that experience of getting to share all of this with him, did that change anything about how you finished the deck, how you completed it? Like the, like what shifted for you in that wheel turning Mm. upon him passing? So heavy. It 
completing this project was very emotional for me. I yeah. really felt guided by his energy. Um, I knew he was so proud of me. And so to complete it, not only was I super stoked to have completed a really big project on my own, I just felt very guided by him and um, knew that he was like watching and a part of it the whole time. And he's a part of everything I create now. It's like, um, but very emotional, you know, almost like here, like, look what I've done. Um, And what a gift that he got to see your work. means so he's always supported my art, um, even though he wanted me to be like in, in, in... marketing or whatever like. <laughs> sorry yeah. um you like are though i mean you're yeah. fucking hustling like the badass oh my you gosh. are it's legit it's yeah it's part of the biz wow thanks for asking and i'm happy to share about it it's, it's a part of my story and a part of my spiritual journey um yeah. i'm experiencing like grief is like a real thing and it's part of i um embrace it because yeah. i i know there's something on the other side you know of course. Well, you know, it's funny. The adjacent thing I was going to say was that I have this, It it's not in any way like a looking down thing. It, it It's like so not that at all. But I really look and pay attention to how the swords are written in someone's guidebook. Mm. Like it's the key for me to the degree of depth to which hmm. the person has done their work. Because ultimately the swords are a card about mastering brain chemistry. Mm-hmm. And if someone looks at them as a suit of like horror, pain, and nightmares, then right. it's not a judgment at all. But I know immediately the depth to which that person's mm-hmm. walked. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes like the, the, some people have gone, my point in saying that <laughs> is that one of the most exciting things about your deck is how richly the swords are written. It's very, so clear that you are a woman who has gone through the walk of understanding mm. pain as medicine. Um, how did you... Yeah, and I mentioned that like it's not a looking down on thing because I don't mm-hmm. want anyone to think like I'm judging anything or anyone at all. Like anyone out there who's made a deck or that I'm judging any decks. It's like, not that. And also, who gives a fuck what I think? But it's (laughs) it's to say to you that I've always been really, um, just it's so clear to me, your walk through that suit, your whole deck, but Mm -hmm. really through that suit and your cups as well. Um, What was your understanding or your journey like in channeling the swords as you did that's such a cool question because I before even dappling with tarot for Mm. me and my art using knives and swords and and stabbing shit was like a big part of what I would draw so I was able to channel my dark times but also understand what comes from it in a way totally so it was very organic for me Mm. to create those that suit um because I love drawing. Get it. Yeah, I just, I know what it feels like, um, but yeah. I, I don't know. It really did come naturally to yeah. me. It really shows. That's <laughs> it's so cool. so beautiful. So cool. Yeah, it really shows. Like, there's a joy about it. Mm-hmm. Like, a genuine, there's an exuberance about the tougher sword cards in your deck. Mm-hmm. Like, you're almost, like, the infusion that's in, like, your three, your five, your nine, your ten is really, like, 
you got this. It's tough, but Mm -hmm, which mm -hmm. I just am so inspired by. And that's very much my way as well. Because I've been through so many things that, you know, are kind of unbelievable. (laughs) And it's like you really do. If you can commit not to the making it okay, but to the evolution of it. Right. You know, there's, a, you know, again, a real medicine that's there possible. There is. Real and, beauty in it. I really mm-hmm. believe that. Yeah. Yeah, that's the most wonderful thing about your art is the beauty in the ugly. That's, and that's, I'm obsessed with it. It's, yeah. I don't know how that turned into what I do, but it, it, and it's so funny. I look at my old drawings of how I used to draw myself as a person mm-hmm. and it's vile looking. Like I look at this, it's so, I'm like, that's what I thought I looked like, you know, and it's Mm. so terrible, but I painstakingly would make this, this picture of me and like, but it's like got this wonder, but then I make it hot pink with like, then I add glitter and it's like, Mm. oh, this weird story has a real depth to it. Um, That's so cool. Very inspired. Tell me about your brand new deck, Fuzzy Prisms. It's, it's a plural, right? Fuzzy, fuzzy prism. Yeah. Oh, I'm Single. so sorry. One fuzzy, fuzzy prism. prism. One <laughs> fuzzy prism. I apologize. No worries. When did you get... So this is your Oracle deck. This is the Oracle deck. I'm shitting my pants. I cannot wait. Same. Same. <laughs> I, I love, am so excited. Because you are birthing these. You can't wait to meet your babe. This is a sick By deck. the way, sorry. We have a lot of sirens going on in right. New York. This is New York. Brooklyn. Um, this is Brooklyn. Um, how... When did it happen that you were like, I'm making an Oracle deck? Something happened. I have no idea what, what, I was like, you know, when the tarot deck was finally over, Mm -hmm. like I said, I like to be working on things. So I was like, what can I do? I'm inspired, but what, it just came naturally. So I was like, maybe I'll make this sister deck because for me, prayer and meditation is a big part of my like spirituality. And so I'm, I, the Oracle deck, I use the Oracle cards a lot in meditation for like a daily, like what can I focus on today? Mm. Um, so I thought that this deck could be a tool for just a daily, almost like a daily like focus. I love that. Um, and I um, love my Oracle deck. I use, what is it? It's not angels. It's, I'm forgetting the name of it. It's like, it's this, the, anyway, it's a great Oracle deck. I'm forgetting cool. the name right now. That's cool. Um, Cause I'm, I'm literally blanking cause I'm only care about figuring out the name of it. But I'll stop. <laughs> What's on it? Angels? It's not angels though. It's um, like Jesus is in it. Um, is it Doreen Virtue? No. Yes, it is. Oh, mm-hmm. angels and messengers? No. Mm. We're gonna come back to yeah, it. Yeah, everyone Any, needs to whenever know. Whenever it comes through, <laughs> you interrupt what it is we're, that we're doing. Everyone needs to know. Everyone needs to know. <laughs> and I want everyone to know that when you remember, we're just gonna put it in the liner notes Legit. of the podcast, Legitimate. so people can know that. Um, <laughs> so I, I had the honor and the privilege before we began recording to take a look at your guidebook which Mm. was a dream and um it is like these deep beautiful um each card is kind of a channeled prayer Mm -hmm. and an offering and everything from um fear Mm -hmm. to believe and all of these beautiful kind of essences that came through um and I love hearing that you were inspired to do that by your use of your Oracle deck. Once again, like your art is so potent and so beautiful in this form because like you use it. Mm-hmm. Like that's so beautiful. Um, how, how many cards are in this deck? It's 44 cards. Wow. And I wanted it to be like an, like an angel number in a way. That's why I did totally. four four. 
Um, Because I was like, I could do 40. That would be clean and crisp. But 44 is a little more magical. Yeah. So it's 44 cards. Mm -hmm. um, And it's just the cards. Nothing special. I mean, they're all special. But it doesn't come with anything else. Um, So it's just 44 daily cards. Mm -hmm. How did the... um, How did you channel these 44 things? I started writing words down that move me um, feelings that I have to navigate on a daily basis things Mm. that feel good things that hurt things that I wonder about I just started making this master list and then Mm. from there I chose the most powerful words Mm -hmm. and then from there I just it blossomed so I started to draw so for example the card surrender yeah um then I started sketching for that and like what does that look like how does it feel like um so for each word, I started sketching and sketching and sketching. Um, and it just happened very organically again. Like, um, awesome. So, and this deck is a little more pretty. It's, it's got the gore, but my color palette is very zen. Yeah, I saw on Instagram, it's like more soft. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. Because I wanted it to be quiet. Like, a, it's a quiet time, you know? It's not, yeah. this, is, this is all good. So it's got a zen vibe, but it's still got like... I'm falling into a hole or like I'm heartbroken right now. Um, Yeah, it's a little bit, but it's definitely the sister of the Holly Simple Tarot. It's like, it's like, this is the sister. It looks like it. Mm -hmm. Looks like her. Yeah. Um, What was I going to say to you? There was something about, hmm, was there a favorite most potent, um, was there one particular card or maybe a couple particular cards that while you were, because I imagine the act and the art of sketching trust and surrender. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Talk trust, to me about that. Like even? what, did you have many different ideas or are you someone that like you draw it, it's there? For me, there are some of Trust has, I literally, I remember five years ago being asking, I have a picture in my sketchbook, how do you draw trust? And I started trying to draw that word for years ago. And so in this deck, I used that art again, because it really Mm -hmm. was true at that time. And so that image for me, it's very physical. Every card that was created in this deck is physically is how I feel. When I hear this word and feel this word, wow! Um, so so it's there's very, a somatic th- aspect to it. Like I, this is what I'm doing, and this is how my heart and mind and soul is feeling in this moment. You know, wow! On paper, like in a drawing, like on totally. a card. Totally, mm-hmm. that's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and how? I'm sorry because I feel like you told me this. You started this a year ago. Did I ask you that? It's almost maybe eight months ago. Okay. This, this deck has happened a little faster because I, I had the experience say. of the first deck. So I kind of knew mm. what I needed to do like process-wise mm. um, and production-wise was half the time because gosh, now I have my, now I got my people. And yeah, so and you don't have to coordinate. I was able to do it faster even though um, I'm still waiting, like hanging on the edge of my seat, waiting, waiting, waiting. <laughs> I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, do you have a particular favorite in this deck? I think talking about trust, trust is really good. Um, universe, I really love too. Mm. It's a card that's just like this square with like, it's almost like this black hole. Um, mm. And it can mean so many different things. You totally. know, I, it's like 
that with the guidebook that I made for it, I, I wrote about my experience with these words. So it's, I really, this is going to be like a super intuitive deck. Like Mm -hmm. you'll know what it means to you when you see the card. But Mm -hmm. for me, I wanted to share my process. So that's why I made a little tiny guidebook to go with it. Yeah. Universe is really special. Thank you. That's awesome. And, um, yeah, this is sort of a right turn, but I really want to know, do you have a favorite tarot card other than Wheel of Fortune? You know, the card that is that I'm that comes to mind is the Daughter of Wands. Tell me why. Only because I get that in so many readings. I feel like it's me. Yeah. I think it's my God like saying like this is you right now. Um mm-hmm. so I see her a lot and I think that that's my energy. So um She's like my pal, you know, but it's totally. also me. It's weird. It's like, oh, that's me, but it's my fr- my friend too. Yeah. So that card is like my, I'm like embracing it. Also, the Empress I get a lot too, I uh, totally which makes sense, I guess. Yeah, you're. I love that. You're a creator. I love that card too. Yeah, and you know how to receive. Obviously, you're so masterful at getting out of your own way and receiving these things that want to come through to you. Like that's so potent to hear about Mm. because so often it's about like there's just such a um a crisp um clarity to your process very clearly like I'm sure you struggle (laughs) and have your days but it's so clear in your art like I said you know your vision is so so clear there's no question there's a deep chord to source up yeah, there. I feel very connected. Yeah. I'm really blessed to, to be so connected in this time in my life. Mm. So I'm really honored truly to be able to share it with people like, oh, hey, I'm connected. And now you can be too, like, you can be, um, anyone can be, you know? So yeah. it means so much that people relate to my work. Like mm-hmm. that is the only thing, like I could not be more crying. Like yeah. I'm, it's, it's so beautiful that people like know my work and love it. And um, respect the the work, you know, um, yeah. it's so cool. What tarot card or fuzzy prism oracle card do you feel like you're in right now? Let's go there. Oh, that's crazy. I'm it's, I'm in tower, tower world, mm. legitimate. Like, and I keep giving myself these readings and it's like, Oh, the tower, the tower, the tower, the tower. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, great. And that's yeah. like literally where I'm at. Um, yeah. I'm in a lot of pain. I, I We were chatting earlier. I'm in a lot of yeah. pain. I'm going through like a massive life, life change, upheaval, legitimate, mm-hmm. um, full of fear, yeah. full of I trust at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just in, I'm in it. Yeah. I'm in it. And it's very, I'm, and I'm hold, clenching my heart right now. Like it's, I yeah. feel it. So um, that's where I'm at. Yeah. <laughs> Which could be good. Could yeah. be a good thing, right? How, um, yeah, I feel like eventually it'll be something. It will. <laughs> Other it than will. just the burn of the tower. I know, I know. How do you, um, I love that you're being so open. Like, I'm very open about my towers, too. Um, how, how have you been or how do you try to care for yourself, be tender with yourself during such a time? It is really hard for me. Um, what I, ha- I have to surround myself with people that love me. Yeah. I have to know boundaries with people that don't know how to do that for me. Yeah. I have to Same. feed myself. 
Yeah. Like literally I have to, I, I tell my friends like, please remind me to eat. Yeah. Please remind me to drink water because I'm all yeah. I do is cry. <laughs> like yeah. I'm crying myself to sleep. So, um, <laughs> so I need to ask for help. Yeah. That shit is hard to yeah. be like, hey, I'm vulnerable right now. I'm asking for help. Please remind me to like be do what I, even rest. Like today, I on my way to see you. Mm-hmm. I had a slice of pizza. I hadn't eaten all day because I'm like I'm frantic. I, but and yeah. so. Thank you for asking me because it reminds me, it's good to hear myself say that out loud. Like, oh girl, you got to eat. Yeah. Like the simple shit, like basic 101. Mm-hmm. I'm a human. I mean, I'm just struck like how I feel advanced that is. Like so many people struggle with just even that during a tower time, like basic nutrition, basic hydration. Mm-hmm. Like you're obviously, if you don't mind me saying this, like such a beautiful mother to like yourself. It's so beautiful. Wow, thank to you. To hear that. I mean, it's very clear, you know? Thank you. Yeah, it's... Yeah, please go. Please oh, go say, ahead. Yeah. It's a challenge. <laughs> it's a challenge. Word, but I feel like, you know, in moments when the inner being in us is suffering, it is like, kids don't always want to fucking eat right or drink like they're not into it a lot of the time and it is difficult it is and you know that my decks really helped me too i've been yeah. using i pull cards like when i'm like that shit gives me the message and often the yes. message is get out of your head bitch and go like <laughs> help someone go yeah. like do something lovely and or treat yourself you deserve it um totally so I'm grateful for that tool that I, you know, is, mm. is new in my world in the last two years. It's like a new addition to, to being able to like navigate the world. Absolutely. And, you know, I, we are of, we are of one mind in this because while I do not have my own deck, um, it, I, I believe in the whole basis of my work in doing this is like, I, part of my relationship to the way I teach tarot is because it was the tool for me when I was healing from PTSD, Mm. like after a PTSD related breakdown, like literally. And, um, it helped me also understand like, yes, honor the inner experience, but this is the soul action. So stay really tight to that. Like it's the most incredible tool in moments like this and times like this and even not times like this exactly and to be able to then share it with others who like hey here's a tool that maybe will help you you know absolutely is very powerful i'll bet your readings are so nourishing for my i mean it's always it always is i have to say it it always is um i had i did a reading for myself the other day and my future card was like the seven was it the seven of cups or seven of pentacles Oh. I was like, oh, okay, that gives me a glimmer of hope. Yeah. Like, okay, okay. Something's blooming Something, on this. I got yeah. this. I can, I can get through this time. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> it's like just one card. And you're like, right. okay. And then there are times when, you know, I'm struck by, um, as we're speaking, like how affirming seeing the tower can be. Because it's like, okay, like, thank you right. for honoring the enormity of this. Absolutely. Don't give me like the two of swords here right please don't please don't yeah like please don't give me you know not the kind of reflection that I know I feel so a I mean 
you don't need me to fucking say this, but A, so clear of the bond because I feel like Dex speak, you know, like when Harry Potter, like Wand chooses the wizard. I feel like when you're really working with your true soul yes. deck, it really talks to you. Absolutely. Um, so that's just so, it's like exciting to me to hear, even though I hate that you're in the tower, it's really exciting to me to hear that you got it because it's like, yeah. Right. This is exactly, you're right. Like it's, very affirming, yeah. Very, yeah. like, validating what, everything I'm feeling and experiencing. And it also gives me hope, too. It's yeah. like, um, you know, what comes next? Like, Star yeah. World. and um, Oh, totally, yeah. So I look forward to that. Girl, yeah. I can't come soon enough. <laughs> oh, <but> yeah. <laughs> when When's she knocking at my door, right, girl? Right. Yeah. You, like, open up the front door. You're like, hello? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Are you here? Um, totally. Yeah. Oh, I don't, I'm reflecting because usually I go back and forth with my guests on this. I don't know what I'm in right now because I'm in the midst of getting ready to do my online course. As Holly is in here, the room is filled with LED lights and like cameras and very fabulous. She's being very cool about <laughs> <laughs> like sitting in a room full of this. Yeah, I don't know what I am. I just don't know what I am, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. But exactly. I just simply don't know. It is okay. Um, yeah. How it's not lost on me that this beautiful, glowing beam of light that is your oracle deck, like I can feel her hurtling through the atmosphere, mm -hmm. like literally a beam of light, a rainbow. Um, how... I'm, I don't know what, I'm not sure the question I'm asking or if there's a question in here. I'm just very struck by how powerful the timing of what is happening in your life is mm -hmm. with her arrival. Yeah, with so much happening, upheaval, yeah. I it's forcing me to pause and be like, don't forget that these really great things are happening. Because I, I can forget that that's going on absolutely and focus on oh my god all that i'm moving i'm doing this i'm doing that ouch 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 mm -hmm. but wait there's this deck there's this i have a book another book coming out i have yeah. all amazing beautiful being here with you like great things yeah. going on it's forcing me to be like pause girl be yeah. in that like remember yeah. you have their gifts you know that's so beautiful um how has you know, we were speaking about grief earlier, you know, and we've touched mm -hmm. upon it a little bit in this recording, but you reflected to me before we were recording, like, just how great a teacher grief has been in your life. And if you want to, because you, you have touched on it in this interview, I think in like beautiful ways, but again, you're such a beautiful, potent example of someone who is living in a present way with the pain of your life and the joy of your life. Mm. And grief is one of those things that, I mean, no one's a master until they've met grief. No. Like, I no. mean, yeah. And to be in that so presently and so consistently and to have birthed these two tools essentially mm -hmm. to keep you in alignment I know that so many people hearing this and even myself I mean we're all human and 
what is your, what if anything, um, yeah, I'm just curious as to your journey with befriending grief mm-hmm. and to maybe expand more. You don't have to because you've done a beautiful job. I'm just no, totally curious. Like, yeah, where, yeah, where are you in, yeah, how did you make friends with it? How are you making friends with it? And how have your tarot decks been and a part of that particularly? Yeah. Or it's, your decks. It's I heavy say. stuff, you know, and with my father passing, yeah. that grief was one level of like, oh my God, I'm a zombie. Yeah. Um, I had to embrace it. Um because it can defeat me. I just, I didn't want to be defeated, mm-hmm. but I was like, I really accepted that this was the universe's will mm-hmm. for his life, for my life, for my, what, what I'm supposed to experience. Yeah. So I accept that I need to feel that pain and yeah. um, trust that there's an end to it. Mm-hmm. There's a light. And so I got through that very hard time, but still, how can I ever end, stop grieving my father? But, you know, I was able to complete the tarot deck in that. Um, And now today in my grief, it feels like I've been hit with bomb after bomb after bomb, to be honest. And so I'm in a phase of anger, a lot of rage, and I'm really trying to talk about it, allow myself to feel it, and know that it's not like a real thing and just be like, okay, this will will also pass. Um, Be in the grief. I really see it as a physical thing washing over me. Like mm. grief is like rolling over me, rolling over me, rolling over me. And that's, I'm in it right now. Totally. It's not sticking to me by any means. It's not yeah. like dragging me down to the bottom of the ocean, mm-hmm. but it's rolling over me. It's moving. Um, cause there it's, I have highs and lows, yeah. um, today. So good days, bad days, good minutes, bad minutes, yeah. you know, but accepting it is really just, that's kind of where I'm at. I understand that I have to, yeah. I have no choice really. Well, see, that this is interesting because you are a woman after my own heart with what you're saying and just singing a song that I love because you're essentially not arguing with life, mm-hmm. even with the things that are really shitty. And I am, I think I know the answer to this question, but have you always been like that? No. Yeah. Well... I don't know. Yeah. It's hard to say. Yeah. I think I've always had hope that there there would be something that would make me feel like I could feel this way. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then when I finally tapped into it, mm-hmm. I and it's only growing. Yeah. It's more and more and more and more and more trust that yeah. that grows if I if I want it. You know what I mean? If I want to trust. Yeah. I I need to tr- I desperately need to trust. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I think it's always been in me. I just didn't know how to talk about it. Yeah. I think of it being a kid. Like, how do you talk about yeah. trusting the universe or trusting anything? Like, and it's so, like, what you're sharing is so completely in opposition to the, basically the entire message of the overculture, which is like, Things are finite. They're straight lines. Mm. It's good or bad. Mm-hmm. This is horrible. This is good. This is bad. This is, you know, what you're talking about is you're living a spiral path. Right. Yeah. And I think that's why I'm so drawn to color. You know, yeah. I think of like 
how black and white things were for me for a very long time, Mm -hmm. my thinking. And now that's really shifted. And so to be colorful, like, and exude color Mm -hmm. and share color, I think, allows me to have a voice in that Mm -hmm. way, you know? I'm just blown away by every word you're saying, (laughs) just so you know. Just so you know. Oh, my gosh. Like, people, like, it's amazing. Thank you. You're welcome. I have, I think... One final question for you. I would like for you to share any words you can to people because they're out there. I hear from them every day. Mm -hmm. People who feel like they have to have a tarot teacher. They don't know how to teach themselves. They're overwhelmed and can't trust that that core of knowing is in them. You received this reading Mm -hmm. and tuned into material I also taught myself how to read and even though I am a teacher I don't always think teachers are for everyone and even if they are like ultimately teacher's going to teach you and Mm -hmm. then you have to take that back and be like okay great well what do I think definitely yeah so I there's such I think a confidence there and and um very clearly it's because you were literally brought onto this planet one of your great legacies was to bird this beautiful Mm. deck but would love just to hear you just share or like say or whatever the fuck like anything to anyone who's like I don't know if I can teach myself tarot and I don't know if I can make and like because you're such an inspiration thank you I I really relate to those people you know what I mean I was that person until suddenly I was like you know whatever I'm feeling is right Um, Mm. So whatever I see, pull for, when I was in the beginning, pulling a card, if I don't know what it is, what do I see? What do I, what is, how does it make me feel? Yes. And so I feel this way for a reason. There's Mm. the answer. So So you trust yourself. I really do. And it's very, I believe that that tarot is like very intuitive. And like, if you just trust your instinct, it can go, the way you navigate it will always be something that is real and is coming mm. as long as you're not like bullshitting like sure I, I don't know I feel like it's easy to be like oh what? but yeah what do you what do I feel when I see this card yeah um in this moment these words are coming out of me for a reason you uh, know I love that the core of that is that you trust yourself like I have one more question I guess please, please. <laughs> um how what what was your journey around trusting yourself and trusting your intuition? People spend lifetimes trying to figure that wow. out. Um, I when mean, I girl, s- for real. It's not like an easy thing. It's been a journey. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I talked about my dark times. I think yeah. coming out of that, I then had to get to know myself. Yes. And then be like, okay, who am I? Yeah. And then... I began to kind of like myself a little bit. Oh my God. And then I started to feel that funny feeling in my stomach, which was my mm-hmm. a message, messages from the universe. Yeah. My gut, ultimately. Mm-hmm. And so I started to believe that because I really was like, this is, I'm channeled. Now I'm centered and I'm channeled and I'm open. Oh my God. That's how. I'm grinning fucking Dude. ear to ear because you are, I mean, just... You're, you're bringing it tonight because isn't it so true that the, the thing we are most programmed to avoid is moving through pain mm-hmm. and yet that beautiful quote, the cure for the pain is in the pain, mm-hmm. Rumi, it is through the honoring of 
the process of grief and of trauma and the shit that we don't want to look at that brings us into deeper intimacy with ourselves. You cannot help. I totally agree. Like you can't help but fall in love with yourself after going through that kind of a journey. You just can't. It's so real. And I think being bombarded with even more grief. Yeah. I'm like, wow, what what am I supposed to learn about myself now? Yeah. Like, how he, how deep is this going to go, girl? Because like, yeah. I'm like, okay, another journey. And I'm going deeper. I'm going deeper. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm totally, I'm just in it, man. Wow. We're, I'm sorry that you're in it, but I'm honored to be here with you while, we're, while you are. It's such a sacred space to share about it. So thank yeah. you thank for having you. me talk about it. Um, how can people... You are hollysimple.com, correct? hollysimplestudio.com is my website. I apologize for that. No worries. So people can follow you on Instagram. Correct. What is your Instagram name? You have many, don't you? I have two people. I'm holly underscore simple. That's me. I'm an artist. I'm a person. Yeah. And then my tarot muses and inspirations is just holly simple tarot. Obsessed. Great. It's like me. Those are my two me's. Those are your two years. And you're hollysimplestudio.com. Mm-hmm. And people can purchase Fuzzy Prism now. They can. On your site. Yes. Oh, my God. Um, and if you purchase... Yes, they can. Okay. I, <laughs> what I, are you going to say? What, am I going to be a businesswoman about it? No, like now I, I'm giving away amazing, adorable pins for free with all orders. So Guys. Um, before, it's like this is the last week to get the pin. The oh. pin is so cute. It makes me cry. But <laughs> I made it exclusively for the people who were really supportive of me. Like, I Aww. needed their support to make it happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I'm not like, what am I made of money? Yeah, I hear you so on that So it's like, one. girl, like if you pre-order, like you're helping me make this happen. So I wanna, I made a gift for you. And so that's the gift. Oh, I love yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, you can order her deck on her website. You can order her um, Oracle and Tarot. You can order both decks. You can also order like her gorgeous tote bags, her beautiful shirt, her beautiful stickers, correct? Correct. You can also see her bomb ass art. People can mm-hmm. purchase zines on there, can't they? All my comics, my art. Yeah, they're um, gorgeous. All hilarious things. Yeah. Um, This was a dream. Thank you. Thank you so, so much stoked. for being here. This was so beautiful. This was um, amazing. We were, I, I am... Just my heart is very full. Thank can't you for wait being to hug here. You. I can't wait to hug you either. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. And to everyone listening, you can find all of the stuff we talked about on the podcast on the liner notes. And um, yeah, thank you so much for listening. <laughs>